is Pastoring Out Loud, podcast from South City's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Are you interested in learning more? Go to southcities.church. Hey, everyone. It's a weird cadence you had going on there. Mm, try to mix it up a little bit. That's kind of closer to his prayer. Variety is the spice <laughs> mm. of life. Mm-hmm. Do I pause too long for you? What's he going to pray next? Will I agree with it? I don't know. Well, today, uh, well, before we start, you know, random question. Do you guys like science fiction? Yep. What, what's a science fiction movie, book, something that you like, Dave? I don't have any from the last 10 years. Well, from before 10 years ago. <laughs> I don't know. What was, what was post? What was previous? Independence Day? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Independence Day. I I love that one. I like goofy ones. Like even Men in Black is in that kind of genre. Is this Mm -hmm. really a conversation? I like Will Smith. Smith? (laughs) I like Will Smith is really what it comes down to. (laughs) There's probably other Will Smith. Do you like science fiction, Nick? Yeah. Like what? I really like science fiction. Huh? Horror movie science fiction. I liked The Matrix. That was really. Yeah, yeah. Like huge for me in high school slash college. It was, it was huge for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what is that? It's just like a, it was a movie that I really liked. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. You said it was huge for you. I was like, oh, not yeah. like in my development. It like affected your life <laughs> like that. This is like this is, this is huge for me. Independence Day was huge for me. Man. Yeah, that goth vibe with the trench coats. You know, that's definitely, yeah, yeah. Definitely mm-hmm. your uh, thing, Stacy. Do you like science fiction? I like some of it. Like what? Well, we were just talking about Dune. I like Dune. The book? Such, no, the movie. But hold on. You I wear know. a shirt constantly that says you're introverted but willing to discuss books, and you haven't read the greatest science I fiction haven't. book of all time. Is it the greatest? I think so. It's really Maybe good. I'll give it a try. All the subsequent books. The Ender's Game fans would disagree with you about that. That's fine. Ender's Game is a good book, too. I like that as well. Standard uh, spoiler alerts and content advisories apply. So, mm-hmm. yes, I, I really liked okay. Dune. The, mm-hmm. the first book. Uh, subsequent books had diminishing returns. The new trailer for the Dune Part 2 came out this morning. That's why we're talking about it. I need we're, to see that. We're not talking about fiction. We're talking about reality today. Mm. And rather than science, mm. we're talking about faith. Because those two things obviously are, you know, <laughs> can't be aligned with each other. They're opposed <laughs> oh, completely. Mm. I tease that's not true. It's not true. All truth is God's, God's truth, truth, including science. But we're talking about, perhaps you might say, the science of evangelism. Sure. Is that, is that fair to say, Dave? Sure. Dave, why are we talking about this? We're talking about it because what, when is this coming out in conjunction with? It'll come I out always, the day before we do a Wednesday night on evangelism. It'll come out a week from yesterday. So t- tomorrow, you should come to our the first of our two-part series on love your neighbors which is just something that we're doing so bible studies have ended on wednesday nights we're loving our it's just something we're doing we're loving our neighbors trying to oh okay better oh you're saying the content wednesday nights yes about loving our sorry go ahead there's gonna be two weeks where the other guy talking a lot right now and me are gonna be (laughs) teaching on (laughs) he who shall not be named right now are going to be teaching on just some hopefully practical, helpful, theological tips on how to engage with the people around us this summer. 
Why are we doing this right now in the calendar year, Dave? Because spring and summer, if they actually come this year, <laughs> will <laughs> afford... It's sunny in like 55 or 60 right now. <laughs> yeah, it's May. It's 55. Uh, yeah, it's better though. It's going to snow. Do you see that? It's the Stop. No, <laughs> no. It Go will ahead, afford <laughs> us probably the best opportunity to be outside, interact with our neighbors, uh, to be on the lookout for how we can serve practically, to engage with them, and we want to we want to help our people do that well. Want to be a place that we want to want to be a place that that our neighbors would would look at us and say they care about us, they love us, uh, they see us. Yeah, yeah. So Nick and Stacy, as the two that won't be speaking on Wednesday night, is there anything that you want to jump in on and talk about this topic about? So loving our neighbor well in spring and summer. Like, do you guys ever think about? Loving other people. Like, is that something that you do? <laughs> never, Daniel. Daniel. Never. Stacey it's mainly does. Dave. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you grew up in that Matrix vibe, you know? That's huge for you. <laughs> oh, red pill Nick. Red pill Nick. So go ahead and, uh, yeah, what, what do you guys? I don't even know what to say now. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We have derailed. Yeah, what was your question? I don't even remember your question. Something about loving neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I do enjoy loving my neighbors, Daniel. <laughs> How do you love your neighbors, Nick? I mean, it, <laughs> uh, I'm just getting to know them, being outside, striking up conversations, not being afraid to ask how they're doing. Um, yeah, just seeing if there are ways that you can weave in topics and conversations about Christ and talking to them and just letting them know that you care about them. It doesn't have to be rocket science. Mm. Yeah. You know, it can be building blocks. Yeah. Building blocks towards evangelism. Yeah. What about Mm -hmm. you, Stacy? Are things in the loving the neighbor category for the Thorpe family? Mm. Well, it is a lot easier. Like you said, to see your neighbors once weather turns nice and they're out and cleaning up their yards um, and even on walks and things. Um, so, yeah, I, I think just showing like basic kindness and care for other people yep, yep. is meaningful. Um, it doesn't have to, like you said, it doesn't have to be rocket science. Just yep. asking how they're doing. And I would also just like to add, and I know you don't mean it strictly just your neighbors, but when you're talking about your neighbor, it could also be like my kid's friend's parent mm-hmm. that, you know, we're meeting from their school or somebody on their sports team or things like not just your literal neighbor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Amen. There is this thing about uh, having gas powered motor vehicles that broadens our spheres of influence. Good bit. So Dave, without doing all the spoilers for tomorrow evening or what will be tomorrow evening, what are some of the ideas mm-hmm. and things that you're, uh, you're getting at here? Yeah, so the I think the the main the main idea I'm going to try to talk about from the Bible is just how we uh, how we think about people, um, and so I think that it's really easy. I, maybe maybe it's easier than ever before based on social media, f- like a feeling of connection. Uh, we live in the suburbs where we're very very busy, um, and we. 
Uh, we, you know, we spend a lot of our time running from one thing to the other because we live in the suburbs. It means we have long drives everywhere. And so our, our lives are very activities based. Um, and we kind of sometimes count on social media for our, for our connections and stuff like that, which means, um, that our lives are oriented in sometimes very pragmatic ways. And so I think maybe one of the shifts towards loving our neighbors most would be that as you walk, you know, as you walk down your street or you look out your window or you're like last night, you know, we're outside uh, playing basketball and our neighbors, little guys come out and start playing basketball, kitty corner from us. Um, probably be, you know, we had a hoop last year and we're out there all the time and, you know, this, this somewhere else and they have a hoop, right? And they're, they're out there all the time and uh, seeing them as people to engage with and not just, you know, uh, segment ourselves off to our little cloister. But I think just seeing them as made in the image of God, people that God loves, not as projects, but if I see them as made in the image of God and know that God cares for them and loves them, it's going to make my heart and mind begin to move towards them. Um, and then I think it, I think working out concentric circles, uh, we live in an age where we, f- we feel like we're supposed to know and care about everything. And I think that leads to a, a burdened scatteredness that's not real helpful or attainable. Whereas if I just go, well, I'm supposed to care about my family and then my neighbors, like the street I'm on and like the coworkers I spend time with every day. And, you know, like if we make that smaller, but more intentional, I think that that's a really good way to begin to think and live. And then I just want to encourage people to just start praying. Um, so make a list of people you want to pray for that you know need Jesus. And those can be in your sphere of influence, extended family that live across the country. It could be, but hopefully your neighbors too. One of the things, you know, I've said a few times is my, my boys ride their bikes while I go for runs. And while we do that, they've just learned, hey, we're praying for the house numbers as we go by. We're, if there's names on those mailboxes, we're going to pray for the Johnsons. You know, we're going to pray for the Moors. We're going to pray for the whoever's. We, we drive past, those are two that I was running past yesterday and we pray for out loud. So um, just beginning to even start with just intentional. I, these are real people. I love them. They're in my sphere of influence. God has placed me here and I'm going to begin to pray for them. Yeah, there's almost like baseline place of strength that you're wanting to come from if you're going to speak out about matters of the faith to other people. It's so like First Timothy 1.5. Think about that as a yeah. uh, text. Like the aim of our charge is... Love, that's yeah. what we're talking about, that issues from, that comes from um, sincere faith, good conscience, pure heart, and a pure heart. Like, so it's almost like we have to do some groundwork stuff for ourselves individually. And then as a community, which is what I'm hoping to talk about mm-hmm. uh, in subsequent weeks, like mob kind of evangelism is, I think, the, the title I have for it. Like, uh, a good kind of mob, not a bad mob. Uh, the, for the sake of evangelizing neighbors. So to be an able assembly. to say like, what? An assembly? <laughs> sure, an assembly, mm-hmm. assembly evangelism. To be able to say like, all right, this conversation that I just had with my neighbor, it didn't really have anything to do with things religious, is a building block in my relationship with them and just valuing them, mm-hmm. right? So like I think about... Um, opportunities for evangelism in my neighborhood that are not built because I'm there, but because somebody that lived in the neighborhood 30 years before me was a faithful Christian. And that person that lives across the street has been there for 40 years. 
And I've got an open door to talk about Jesus because somebody that came way before me just lived out faithfully. It's that kind of thing that my mm-hmm. piece of um, evangelism in somebody's life, sharing the gospel with somebody, actually might not be for me to bring to fruition. Mm. It could be somebody else entirely. Mm-hmm. It could be somebody else in my church. It could be somebody else subsequently. Mine is to just be faithful right now. So mm. treating it like building blocks, like we're we're building blocks either for ourselves or for others and getting there eventually, God willing. Mm. Uh, Nick, Stacey, anything else you guys would add? Dave, anything else you'd say? Can you evangelize in the winter? You can if you see people. <laughs> How do you see people in the winter besides going to MOA and people watching Nick? It just takes more intentionality. Yeah. Can you evangelize at MOA without getting kicked out? I don't know. To me, I mean, the way we've thought about it a little bit is almost that those winter months where it's really cold and it's really hard to be outside are almost like maintenance months. Like we're, uh, we're going to go try to shovel some driveways, drop off some Christmas cards, probably drop off some cookies, kind of pepper our yeah. neighborhood with just these reminders, hey, we're here and we love mm-hmm. you. And we hope eventually those, we're, we're really new in our neighborhood now, but we hope that those lead to friendships where maybe people could come be in our homes. Um, you know, eventually, even in the winter, <laughs> yeah, they'd come over yeah. and hang out. Uh, we're not there yet, but our hope this, like last summer, was, hey, we're getting to know them. We're having conversations. We're meeting everybody. We're saying hi. In the winter, we tried to remind them, hey, we love you. We're there. And now the hope would be we can kind of, mm-hmm. as we're outside, ramp it up a bit more mm-hmm. again. But the what, hope that God opens doors. So what if you're an introvert and your family is generally introverted? Can you still be evangelists? How does that change things? I don't know. At least one of us around the table is introverted. Like, how does somebody... Me? I think it's you. <laughs> I don't think you, I'm the only one. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, you're the only one that'll wear a You know what, though? That's fine. We are all called to love others. Yep. Whatever our personality or who God made us to be. And so it might look different for different people. But what I was thinking of earlier was a news story that I just heard. This is related Um, from the Surgeon General, that loneliness is an epidemic and it leads to mental and physical health issues. And so just thinking about like our neighbors or the people that we encounter, like don't assume that people have relationships or that Mm they, you know, like, oh, everybody else is this or that and, you know, has Mm -hmm. friendships or family in their life. Assume maybe that they don't and that just one act of kindness or care towards them Mm. could be really significant. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Here we are on our way with others building things. And when uh, I'm kind to the waitress who's had a really hard Friday night at a restaurant and she sees my family praying together and that's the only interaction I have with her. And then the next time, you know, there's a Christian that wants to invite her over to her, their house in her neighborhood it's a little bit wider of a door as she sees really a community of faith or even the whole body of Christ across many local churches um, being kind in these South cities. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's uh, we're working together and we don't even know it. Mm-hmm. You know, some are sowing, mm-hmm. some are watering, mm-hmm. some are reaping. God mm-hmm. is getting increase. Mm-hmm. Well, we're looking forward to this on, I'm looking forward to it, you know, sitting under the word and just hearing more about evangelism, praying for neighbors and 
on ramping to the summer where God willing, we're going to have uh, grill outs every Wednesday and people will be able to come. We're going to try to do things with national night out and Panaprog and everything else. And yeah, we're going to go seek to love our neighbors in various ways. Hmm. Thanks for joining me again. <laughs>